Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A very warm welcome to the Live Lounge, Monday the 10th of May, Phil Biles joined by Jalafi and then Jack Gobby Garwood, and we are going to speak absolute darting nonsense for the next few hours, as always on a Monday. Welcome along, everyone. Gentlemen, good evening. Standard. Absolutely standard. So I'm still bopping along to the intro. I do love that. (laughs) (laughs) No, very, very warm welcome, everybody. It it feels... After seeing these two gentlemen in person yesterday, you may have seen this on social media. Um, it feels weird to be back in our homes doing this, but but what happens when we get to 10k? We will be looking at it. And do you know what, boys? I think do you know what I think we should do on the day that social restrictions actually end on the 21st of June here in the United Kingdom? We should do maybe a, something a special maybe for the live lounge, although I can't actually because I'll be working. Um, but uh, we should be looking at maybe a potential special, maybe of the 28th or something like that. We can't wait for it. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Plenty planned for the show tonight. Just going to share some links around on social media. So if you see them, please give them a like, retweet, and of course, make sure you hit the subscribe button because we are etching closer. Only 700 more subscribers to go until we are at 10K. And, of course, give us a thumbs up because then we show higher in search engines, so it's all good. But all the usual suspects in the chat room, a warm welcome to you all. Come and get involved in there because it is genuinely the best chat room in darts. And I won't have anyone say otherwise. Yes. Let us know what you thought the last week of Dart in Action. Have you enjoyed it? Premier League drama has been great. Plenty more announced today as well, but we're just going to share some links around so everyone knows what's going on. So the big thing is, is that 
Uh, obviously, so let, while, while Barzi and Gob do that, because I've had a little two-week break from Twitter, I'm having a little bit of a break off of it, which is great. Um, I'll tell you what's coming up on the show tonight, everybody. It's probably the best thing to do while we do this. Uh, we're going to be looking back at three nights of action in the Premier League. Hopefully, the last nights of action without fans. We're very, very excited for that. Uh, obviously, today, though, the news has been dominated by the fact of three, yes, three tour announcements. In fact, in the last few minutes, news has broken that another tour is back for a little bit anyway. A little bit of a tour is back this time round. So we'll come on to that a little bit later. Uh, we'll also be looking at a full look at the race of the match play. And we'll be looking at who we think is going to be in or thereabouts come the 9th of July. And obviously, question time is back for another week. We will answer as many questions as we can. And any questions that we can't answer, we will tell you why we can't. But that is what's coming up over probably the next two hours of your life. Sit back, get yourself your drink of choice, get yourself some food of choice if you wish, and enjoy the live lounge with us. Or if not, we'll do what every good journalist does. We'll never let the truth get in the way of a good story and make it sound good anyway. Oh, well, that's also true. Very true. But also big news today, <laughs> certainly in the United Kingdom, is that... You sound like that isn't what we've done for the last 18 months. <laughs> that, is, that is always true. Uh, but the big news today, obviously, in the United Kingdom is that the rules on social restrictions for social for sporting events have actually been confirmed by the Prime Minister. Sporting events will have fans back from the 17th of May and the Premier League finals night, unless something truly dramatic happens, will have the Premier League final five nights will have fans in there. And the winner of the Premier League will have fans to be able to share the trophy off to. Incredible. Can I just pull you up on that? You mean Michael Van Gogh will be able to parade the trophy in front of fans? Oh, friend. Let's see, Barzi. No! <laughs> you done well again, friend, and now I can talk about him. I, I don't want to tell you, but I did tell you so when we, when we did the so preview of what was going to happen in those three nights. So I did tell you win all three games, not, uh, sit top of the table, job done. But we'll come I on to that. I don't, I I said don't want to blame you on trumpet too much. Yeah, but I said he beat Dimitri, if he beat Dimitri Vandenberg, he would have six points and he would, and he would go to the top of the league. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. We we all talked yeah, about it, Darcy. You said if he did. I didn't put if, I said he will. Yeah. Well, if it's a big word, if the, if there's a big word, Phil, but we will come on and talk about him, I'm sure. <laughs> Also, when we um when we talk about the the tours and whatever, they didn't maybe release all the information. I'm being told. What's that? Sorry, you could have warned us that before we started the show. We've been sat here for ten minutes, and now you're going, "Oh, they haven't told us everything." Like we're going to be able to sit and talk about it. Did you? I did, Estrella. Oh, oh, right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember him now. A certain, hey, Kenny's dropped. The greatest tour. Yeah, the, great, the greatest tour in darts, Gob. Nah, one of you's going to have to WhatsApp me before we talk about it. Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh, Gob, Gob's at his very best today, gentlemen. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, how uh, good well, would that be, not, by the way? Can you imagine? Could you we're not, imagine? We're not going there. 
We're not going there, that would but be it'd be great if we did. No, but we're going. So, we're going somewhere else that that Spain think that, that, that Spain thinks they're there, that, that it's theirs, oh. but it's not. It's the UK's. Just, just put out there. Could you imagine a Euro tour in Ashwaya? Please. Ushuaia. The Rocks Hotel having having MVG throw one eighties out on stage for fun. Please, can we have more of this? Oh, that would genuinely be amazing. <laughs> um. But we'll talk more nonsense um, in a minute. <laughs> Tom, is it everything Pop World else? Tour? I wish. Oh. In Pop World, listen, <laughs> we will do a tour of every single Pop World. Like, forget the World Stone Radar. Us three will be in every single Pop World in the country in a week. Absolute bow and out S Club 7 to the max. Please. Happy steps. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm up for that. I'm fine. The greatest boy band, um, yeah. Mike Duffy's, Duffy's into the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we... Right, we need to talk darts. We actually need to talk before darts. Before we look back at the, the three days of action in Milton Keynes, the PDC put this one out today. Thanks, Lou or Jimmy. Not sure which one of you it was, but great job. The playoffs... <laughs> Every week. Every week. <laughs> The playoffs Without are fame, sold out. Man, Completely gone. Can't get a ticket. The 27th, I've got under a hundred a hundred of tickets left. There are there are still tickets available from the 24th to the 26th. Um, I had a quick email with someone earlier and over half sold for every night. So they are well on their way, gentlemen. The party is returning. And we genuinely cannot wait. Cannot wait. I'm buzzing. So if you want to go on 27th or, or 24th to the 27th, um, pdc.tv, get yourself a ticket. We're not on commission, but we just want to see all fans there enjoying it. And like, like so, I'm very fortunate. We've got a load of the online darts crew that are going there. On Thursday, we're all going to be on one table. Well, some of us will be. Uh, and then Friday, myself and Lee Boyce will also be there. And we can't wait to uh, be watching it from the crowd and watching a certain, uh, a certain someone probably win the Premier League. But we'll come on to that, I'm sure, in a little bit. <laughs> we'll, we'll come on to that shortly. Again, in the chat room, let us know, are you going to the Premier League? Are you, um, you going to enjoy the action? Right. Night number 10, the first night back. And we said this could have been a pivotal night. And it's turned out to be that way, gentlemen. We were looking at one fixture in particular, which we'll come on to. But to start with, the ferret, Johnny Clayton, got the better of James Wade. And God, your boy didn't really look himself the first couple of nights. No, slow to settle again. Look, I think if this had been a five or six block, we'd be having a completely different conversation about James Wade now. He grew into the week. But by the time he had, the week was over. So he's got to hit the ground running for block four, if you like. Um, look, Johnny was fantastic. And the fact that James Wade has pinched five legs off Johnny Clayton, when James Wade's first nine, his scoring average for that match, was lower than anything Glenn Durham produced in his Premier League, is absolutely astounding. Yeah. But ultimately, it's not good enough. No, at this level, you'll get punished. Mm -hmm. Then, 
We'll talk about this game in isolation because from here it gets weirder. But Jose de Souza beating Gary Anderson 8-3. And, Joe, I think it's fair to say Gary Anderson in this match was absolutely tripe. It was toss. No, it's not beat around the bush. I think he could even mm-hmm. say the same. It was toss. And I was saying on the show on, when was it, Wednesday? It feels like it was about five years ago already. But, no, on Wednesday I was saying on the show that is Gando's Premier League done. Um, may 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 have to a bit defeat on that one. We'll, we'll come on to that for sure later. Look, we'll, we'll, Jose, we'll, we'll come on to that in Einstein in a minute. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean look, the, 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 big, the biggest thing for me is that Gando just didn't score well. And D'Souza, I mean, the thing is as well, D'Souza didn't actually play that well, I don't think. But that didn't, didn't have to. didn't actually have to, no. Um. But since I can confirm that Rachel has thrown the scallop darts in the bin. Good. As it should be. In the bin? Good. He's thrown them to me. Look <laughs> <laughs> you know how difficult they are to get hold of. They are very difficult. They are very difficult. Um, and then we had a huge, huge game at the top of the table couple of elements to this game. One, Michael Van Gerwen beat Dimitri Vandenberg and set the tone for his Premier League. But since this result as well, Gob, have we seen a little wobble from Dimitri? I think we're starting to see a little wobble from Dimitri slightly before that, to be honest. Um, six all against James Wade. Wade had chances. Seven five against Gary Anderson, in which Gary's average 91. Um don't get me wrong, Dimi has put in two very, very good performances in this block of three and, and lost. Um, got over the line against Nathan in a, in a cracking game, which we'll go on to in a minute as well. But there are signs to me that if you get out ahead of Dimitri Vandenberg, he does not fancy the job at the minute. He's just pushing too many darts, if that makes sense. He has a very distinct action that a lot of people say cannot break down. They say it's absolutely solid, but he's starting to move away from it. Dimi, in his absolute full flowing best, has a little bit of a feather just there, like a little bit of a rocking motion as he sets the dart. Yeah. Watch the last, watch two of the last three nights. He's setting it solid and then pushing it away. And to me, that's quicker. It's coming out of the hand quicker because something in his head, either the pressure, the mentality, the fear of missing. Is pushing it away. And actually, that fear of missing is ultimately what dartitis is. And he's already admitted he had a day when he was practicing before this Premier League where he could not let go of a dart. There are signs that action is not as Rolls-Royce as Sean Murphy's queuing action, perhaps. But Michael Van Gerwen was sensational, Jar, to beat him. Yeah. What else do we what else do <laughs> yeah. we expect? Congrats. <laughs> yeah, look, of course he was. Like he's Michael Van Gerwen. Like I've said this before. You know, it's he averaged after six legs and he was he was pumping you I mean, it was a pumping anyway. He was six nil up and averaging a hundred and bloody seventeen wasn't like it was, you know, the averages were, you know, look at the averages. 
averages in the end finished 109.96 for MVG and 106.7 for Dimi. Dimi was averaging the best part of 110 and getting whitewashed. MVG, uh, this is the best, and I appreciate you have to take this into, into isolation because it was only three nights. But those three nights of the Premier League are probably the best that I've seen Michael Van Gerwen play since arguably... You can I'm going to say, no, I don't think the UK... I thought the Saturday of the UK opening was tossed in 2020. Um, that is the best... John, I've you seen can use another play. adjective tonight. Well, he, well I'm just calling you <laughs> how it is, Bob. You know what we like on this show. Um... <laughs> But the, but I think that's probably the best I've seen MVG play since arguably, arguably, the 2019 World Grand Prix when he played when he beat uh, when when he came through that quarter semi final and final lineup that he did. I'll just remind myself who came through, but I remember that that one looking at it going, that is the best player in the world, absolutely unbelievable. And I think that that is probably the best that I've seen Michael Van Gerwen play since. And he played uh, he played Merv King and beat him three one an incredible game. Played Chris Dobie's whitewashed team in the semi-final, and then beat Chizzy five-two. That to me was the last um, was was the last great time that MVG. I think remember that I see remember playing in consecutive nights, and that's what MVG did. I think. And their last game up, Nathan Aspinall beating a very very out of sorts Peter Wright gob. And I know we've spoken about it, but in three nights we must have seen six sets of darts. Yeah, and look, Peter Wright's already injured. This cannot be helping him constantly changing darts as well. He can't be helping anybody constantly changing darts as it is. Every single other professional dart player ever will tell you that he changes darts far too frequently. And to be honest, to get the level of performance out of a set of darts that he can pick up an hour before, that he does, is truly magnificent. But it is not going to win you a Premier League. It won him a world title, granted, but it has not won him a lot else. Peter Wright is a massive underachiever to this point, barring the world title, and that has to be down to tinkering of the darts. We, we saw old faithfuls. We saw a horrible Rosso-coloured dart. We saw a Barry Bates Red Dragon dart. We saw an abbreviation of a Chisnell dart that what looked it. This isn't normal and rational behaviour, is it? No, look, he's, he's made extreme changes in the past. You can't deny that. He's gone one night from the straight barrel with a long stem to the next night to a, a Phil Taylor bulbous dart to God knows elsewhat. He's favoured Dennis Priestley style, front-loaded for a couple of weeks. Um but, yeah, it's just too much too frequently now. And I think he's got so far in his own head about understanding what the best setup is for him or what he fancies on that day. It's just... The, the extent of the variation in the barrel shape that he throws alone means he's not just changing dart, he's having to change his throw to accommodate that. And that's an issue. I agree completely worrying signs. We'll come on to the table in a minute, but that was night 10. Moving on to night 11. First say, up. Really, really, really quickly. I'm very, very sorry to interrupt. 
Someone's actually uh, tweeted this with this. You know, we were talking about a darts and pop world tour. He says, darts and yeah. pop world is by far the best idea I've ever heard. Between every, every, every Middlesex night out ending in pop world and the night I play Song of the Con stage and walk about Watford. The online darts pop world tour could be well be the new Torremolinos Open. All the best pros would go. That's from Daniel Frick. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It'd be better. It'd be better than Torremolinos Open because it would actually go ahead. So, I, I, to be fair, I am genuinely going to look to see if we can do a pop world tour. Can we? And marry, yeah. it up, marry it up to the Premier League for next year. I wouldn't mind. Would not mind, actually. That'd be class. Oi, pop World Tour and just alongside the Premier League. All it needs is Rotterdam and Berlin. If you can get yourselves a Pop World, do it. Right. Night 11. Sorry, I apologise. That was just a very, very... Night 11. Dimitri Vandenberg bounced back to beat Nathan Aspinall 8-6. This was a really yeah. good game. Aspinall will be kicking himself. Did he miss one or two darts for 7 all? God. Didn't he uh, miss at least missed... one stop? No, 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 he didn't. He he missed uh, He missed a chance to go. No, he didn't actually, to be fair to him, right? This is the game where Dimmy did not... As soon as he got that break of throw, Asp, I don't think, had a Correct, chance yeah. at all of, of winning the... Yeah. Of winning of getting that game. And, you know, yeah, I'm thinking there were some incredible out shots. Yeah, there were some incredible yeah. out shots from Dimmy. The 1-3-6, last start in hand... He, he, he hit so... I think it was four or five legs that he hit with his last dart in hand and asked about three or four times was on a makeable out shot, a two-dart combo most of the time. He was sensational in this, Dimitri Vandenberg, to keep Aspinall at bay after getting the break in leg three. But Aspinall, I will say this, though. If he hits the one three two, I think he missed Bull in the second leg. If he hit one three two to go 2 nil up, we are having a completely different conversation. And we are having a conversation about the man who has still led the league for the most amount of nights so far in this Premier League, not being anywhere near the top four come the end of it. No, but Dimitri Vandenberg back on track. And then Jose de Souza will be absolutely kicking himself, Gob. 6-2 up against James Wade. And somehow... James has managed to, to to get a point. But I go back to board management a lot. Jose's board management in this game was absolutely what horrendous. What the F are you doing going for double top when you're trying to... Oh, sorry, Gob. I'm sorry. I need, I, I need, I need, to, I need to calm down because that still frustrates me so much. Funny though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if there's one player in this Premier League, you cannot give a chance to to cling on to your coattails. It is James Wade because he will punish you with the doubles. Johnny Clayton nearly found out the hard way the night before, averaging 12 and a half points higher than James Wade and a first nine average of nearly 20 points better off than him. And Jose is opening the door to a man that has over 50% checkout success for this event. We normally say saying 35 to 40 is very, very good. James Wade is hitting over 50% of his doubles in the Premier League. That's outstanding. And Jose D'Souza is off, offering up chances because he's going top, top. He doesn't even leave anything at one low. Yeah, like madness. Yeah, and he's paid the ultimate price because... Again, James played second fiddle for most of that game, but you cannot give the machine chances. 
And it was a very, very costly error from the Portuguese man of scores. Then, this is where we come on to. The World Cup teammates collide. And forget Peter Wright being injured and poor. This is where the enigma that is Gary Anderson all of a sudden decided to rock up, bust everyone's bets, and the real Gary Anderson turns up 104.63. Look, on this night, it's not a bet buster. The following night, I'll give you, but this night, look, I don't want to sit here and bash Peter right the same way I didn't want to sit here and bash Glenn Durant. He is massively out of form at the minute. He's struggling with an injury. Um... There have been reports that his partner is under surgery as well and he's concerned about her well-being and his focus is just not on darts at the minute. Gary was superb, turned it on massively. Um, He's still got it. He has still bloody got it and it is glorious to watch. Yeah, I think, don't quote me on the exact numbers, but his first first ton-plus average on TV... For about 40 games, something stupid yeah, like that. It was about 40 or 41, yeah. It was about that. Yeah. Unreal that he just flicks a switch and it's still there. Yeah. Can he not do it makes every me... day? Though? Yeah, just makes like, me... the, man, the man has the man has got the man has got more talent in his probably in half of his little finger throwing the dart than I've got with a full arm and action. And it's depressing just how good and and how easy he makes the game look. I, I still maintain that as an actual, natural, gifted talent, not just talking about, you know, and all this sort of stuff, but as a naturally gifted talent, Gary Anderson is the best player that I have ever seen. Taylor was class and MVG's class, but in terms of actual God-given talent on a dartboard, I have never seen a better player than Gary Anderson at full chat. I've never seen it. Just never. Lewis is close, but not close enough. Gary is a completely different level. But look at the performance. 8 from 14, 57% on the doubles. I don't think Gary has been a million miles away throughout this entire Premier League. He's been slightly off it a couple of nights, but there have been some nights where his doubling percentage has been less than 30%. He has been dreadful, less than one in three. Given him three darts in hand, there's a chance you are coming back. That's Gary of Lakeside and pre-PDC. That's Gary pre-World Championship. And he just flipped a switch before he went on to become World Champion for the very first time and tightened that up again. And that is where not practising... He joked around in his interview on the final night after the next game, which is even more impressive, by the way. And I've got some more things to say about it when we talk about that in a second. But that is where not playing as much at home, not practising and picking and choosing your events is going to start hurting. Because throwing at the treble 20, throwing at the treble 19 segment, these players do that all day, every day. They find a groove of it absolutely simple. But it's those chasing around the board that little bit that is the issue. That's why anybody that's worth anything in darts in terms of coaching will tell you don't just stand at a board and throw at twenties. You do that all the match anyway. Work on your combination finishing, work on your way around the board, hit the segments that when you need them under pressure, count more than throwing in a 180. And Gary has tightened that up over the this block of three, and it's paid off for him and he's still in the hunt. Yeah, completely. Uh, and then last up, Michael Van Gerwen beats Johnny Clayton 8-5. And 
I think this was important for MVG because he'd always pe- he had he'd had a good one, chucked in a poor one and lost. This time he's chucked in a mediocre one and won, and you can then see that going into the night night twelve. But th- this was hugely important for MVG guys. It was because it's yeah. the first time he's properly he's won with a with a sh- with a shite average. Like it's it's first time he's been in the Premier League. Let's be honest. Yeah. He has yeah. either turned yeah. up and gone yeah. berserk. Yeah, turned up and gone berserk, or been struggling to average ninety some nights. The dip wasn't as significant. He gets over line for ninety five. Don't get me wrong. There is still that issue that he's gone from one hundred seven. Or 109, whatever it was, 95, 104, whatever it is on the final night. Yeah. There's still that issue. He's still got to tighten that bit up. But the fact he's won with that B game is worrying for everybody else. Sorry, guys. Yes. No, I, I can't really add much more to that, Gob. Um, you've taken everything that I wanted to say, so thanks. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. in, all, <laughs> in all seriousness. In all, in all seriousness, mate. Uh, look, Clay, to be fair, though, this is the biggest thing for me. Johnny ain't look good. Johnny has not been good this week of the Premier League. But if I always say, if you're going to have a poor week of a Premier League, have it before the before we have this big brand, uh, end of the end of the Premier League. You know, final few weeks that we normally have, or final five nights in this sense. I mean, we'll talk about night twelve and how important that win was for him. But if you look at it, this is a big performances haven't MVG been great for Johnny. No, he's won four out of six points. He's won four out of six points. I wish I could walk into a Premier League or any darts venue and win two out of three games, knowing I'm not playing very well. Yeah, it's a fair point. Johnny Payne just done it in one of the best fields in the world. Like, can't knock it for that. But again, that bodes well for next week. Maybe to be fair to him, actually, I've thought about it. He did average hundred and what was hundred and five, hundred and three, hundred five on Wednesday. But to be fair, the next yeah, two okay. nights are 93, in, in 92, case, so I don't think you're doing him a massive yeah. disservice. It's not... I put If I'm a Premier League player, the lowest I want to be playing is a 96, 97. That would be my B game that I think I can still get wins with, that I can still be competitive with. So average low 90s and pick up a win, I find myself quite fortunate in the Premier League, I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I don't don't disagree. Um, some great questions about the Premier League. We've noted them all. We'll answer them at the end of the Premier League segment, guys. But one that Tommy says, biggest mystery in darts, how Gary Anderson never won a lakeside. Biggest mystery is how many sets of Gary Anderson darts are at the bottom of that lake. <laughs> <laughs> the dream boy darts. Like a diver going to look for golf balls. You just see Gary Anderson's yeah. darts sticking up at the bottom of lakes. To be fair, how many, to be fair oh, as well as that, though, how many, darts, how many sets of darts peak the right through? In the lake as well. Uh, always said that if Lakeside was to ever close or be redeveloped or whatever, I'd love to drain that lake and see what is exactly at the bottom of it. Because there'd be some absolute diamonds down there. Bob, um, you are moving on. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Night number 12. The final night behind closed doors. Fingers crossed. And it didn't disappoint First up, Jose de Souza doing Yeah, Jose de Souza, an absolute demolition job on a very, very out of form, Peter. Right, we've touched on the switching and whatever, but Jose did what he needed to do 
and did it very, very convincingly. 102 average. Cheers. Thank you very much. And it's got him into then, the top four. Yes. However, this game number two was sensational. From both here as well. Michael Van Gerwen beats James Wade 8-3. James Wade averaged 110.28 and got his backside royally spanked. He got pumped. He got absolutely pumped with 110. I don't understand this game. I don't understand this game. I don't. I don't understand this game. I really don't. And Gob's already gone off. Gob's Gob's fuming already. Gob Gob Gob's gone. <laughs> Gob's fuming. Um, I don't want to talk about this one. <laughs> have to. Um. The interesting bit for me this is Michael's yeah, done this and put in one of these performances with someone chucking everything back back at him as well. That's the interesting bit for me. This is the performance that tells me that Michael Van Gerwen is back. That's just the performance. We're not saying that again, are we? He's back. He even said it himself, Gob. He's back. What did he do? He averaged... He's uh, he's come through. He won with his B game, as you quite rightly say, and he's put in two performances with his A game. And then he came back to this and pumped someone. It wasn't just the fact that he came through in the last legger or something like that. He pumped him. And he and he came through and won it with someone averaging 110 back at him. The bloke is back. And anybody, because somebody may have got him at three to one during the middle of the Premier League because people were doubting him. I think uh, maybe... I think I, I'd be very surprised if he's anywhere near that. I, if he's not odds on by now, I'd be very, very surprised. Yeah. Um, Tommy says, is that the highest losing average on TV? I don't know, but it has to be close if no. it's not. It be up there. It's fifth or sixth. There's like three or four others that are 110, and then Taylor lost of 115 to Barney. Have I made that up? Yes. Yes. I have not. You are correct. Was that the uh, who was that in the was that in the slap? Hang on. As we all try and work out what, what's going on here. Yes. Someone else Googling it at the same time as us. Yeah. But yeah, so the high yeah, so I think I think it was yeah, it is true. We don't we don't deny that it's not true. But what before what, what tournament was it in? It's gotta have been a short race format, which says to me the slam or something slam. like that. Slam yeah, or Premier League group stage maybe. Slam group stage, maybe. Oh, was in it the, the Premier League? No, it was oh, in the okay. Premier League. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. Who says that we know all the stats and everything like that on this show? <laughs> um, but yeah, look, short, short answer is here, Philip. 
Michael Van Gerwen is back. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah, definitely. And then from there, this was a huge result. Johnny Clayton beating Nathan Aspinall. And again, scrappy, edgy, nervy darts, but we loved every single minute of it. Speak for yourself. I don't think the players overly <laughs> enjoyed it either. They won't, they won't look back on that game with overall fondness. It, it wasn't great. 92-91 average, 8 from 30 and 6 from 29 on the outer ring. Um, I've seen Jar throw a dart and he'd probably get close to that too. So, um, oh, come on now. It's not great. Two big points for Johnny Clayton. As we said, in the back of a week where he's picked up four points, not playing very well, Nathan Aspinall has had a stinker. Yeah, to be fair, they both haven't played. Not 92, 91 averages, not great from either, but Johnny Clayton will not care because it's a monster of a two points on his tally. It's huge. Yeah, the points in the huge. As picking up two points from the week, but by beating Peter right early doors, lost tight to Dimmy, who will be competing with him for a top four spot, and lost tight to, Nick, to Johnny, who will be competing with him for a top four spot. He is. The one thing going in Nathan Aspinall's favour is he already had more points than both of them when he played them, and he hasn't lost significantly. He's lost 8-6 twice. Mm. His leg difference has not taken an absolute battering. He's still in the home. We still know he fancies a scrap, but he knows he has to step it up again now if he wants to make the final four again. Just so everybody knows, by the way, we talked about that Phil Taylor average. It was in Premier League in Glasgow. I've just Googled on Sky. Thank you very much to everybody else who's also told us it. Uh, 115 average against Barney in Glasgow. So there you go. So, no, it's not the highest average, but it's certainly bloody up there. But I'll tell you something, boys. This result cat very much among pigeons with this result. It was all aboard the Flying Scotsman as he got rid of Dimitri Vandenberg. And listening to Gary afterwards on his Sky interview, says to me he remembered the first game because he was like, he got away. He, he told Bridgie that I owed him that. He got away with it in the first game. Yeah, look, I think this performance from Gary. That- gotcha. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. You go, you go, mate. Well, so this performance from Gary has been building up since last summer. <laughs> when Dimitri <laughs> beat him in the match play final. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, Why I thought you'd go somewhere else, thank God. It, it, this performance has been building up from Gary. He has owed Dimmy since that match play final, not just because of the fact that he lost because of the way the game went. 100%. Gary, read between any line. When he gets to the Grand Slam, that dig is aimed at one person and one person only. It was the last time he was on TV. It was aimed at that final. 100%. I agree. This yeah. one was owned. Yeah. He was bang on about the first time round, and he's done him in here with 107 average. And... A lot of people were cooing over Gary Anderson averaging 107 and reeling off six legs straight and how good he looked, eight out of ten. I still don't think the action looked that good. 
I still think he was pushing a lot of darts, releasing a lot of darts early. There were times when he's flicking them in beautifully, don't get me wrong, but there were still moments in this performance where the darts that are that far high on the treble 20, early releases, pushing them up a little bit. If he found one in the top of the wire, all right, superb, because he had something else to aim and, and throw off. But if he didn't quite find that range first start, there's still work to be done from Garrison, and that should be a worrying sign for the rest of the field. Because he can tighten up even more than 107 average and blowing away one of the top performers of the Premier League so far. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I, I loved his rant back in the, the slam. It was great. But Gary Anderson has certainly put the cat amongst the pigeons. And from there, with four nights of the regular season to go, this is how the table looks. Normal service is resumed at the top. Michael Van Gogh tops the table on 17 points. Nathan Aspinall and Dimitri Vandenberg both on 15. Nathan Aspinall has a better leg average. Jose de Souza last in the playoffs in fourth from Johnny Clayton, again on leg difference. Then Gary Anderson, two points off the playoffs. James Wade. And Peter Wright will go in reverse order, gentlemen. James Wade, Peter Wright, can they make the top four? Yes or no? James Wade can, Peter Wright can't. James Wade can't. James Wade can, Peter Wright can't. Wade can still go and win four games if he wants because Wade's Wade's running. He's got he's got to play Snakey, then he's got Asp, Dimmy. Uh, and then Gary. So I think he can probably, if he wins all four of them, he can still make the top four. He can still get to the magical 19 points. Gob, for you. No, I don't think he can. I just think it's a... I agree. I don't think either of them can make the playoffs. Look, do I think it's... The bad week came at the wrong time. No. Do, Do I think it's likely, by the way? No, I don't. But do I think that he can still sneak in there? Yes, I think he can. Oh, he beats Nathan mathematically again on Monday. Impossible. Peter Wright's not no, but if he beat Peter Wright needs to win four out yeah, of four but... with a dodgy shoulder, tinkering darts, and even then he can only just get to the same amount of points that Michael Van Gogh is on now. And if you say no, they're all eight Snake fours, he's only level on leg difference. He'd need to win eight ones, yeah. eight oh, twos in a row. I just don't see it. Snake is out of it, but if if James Wade beats Snakey on say for instance, right, here we go. Jose loses if Jose loses to Dimitri on, on night fifteen. Oh sorry, night thirteen, sorry, excuse me, and then Wadey beats Snakey, that'll put him on thirteen points. And he'll only be a point off Jose. Johnny's got to play Gary. Draw between so Gary and Johnny as well level. puts it wide open for James. Exactly. So I don't I, look, night thirteen is huge for him. He has to win and hope results go his in his way. But if that happens, I don't think that James Wade is out of this Premier League just yet. If he loses on if he loses on Monday night, then I agree with you. I don't think he can make it. Here's the issue for me. For James to get in, he effectively needs the top three to move away. And I don't think that happens. I think one of them gets dragged back in and potentially may even miss out. And if that does happen... That means Jose, Johnny and Gary are picking up more points than James Wade. 
Look, I don't think he's completely out of it. I think it's unlikely, but he's not out of it. Wright is, by the way, I should stress. Wright definitely's gone. He's gone. Right. So we've got rid of seven and eight. Here's where it gets interesting, gentlemen. I'm going to start with a man in fourth to start with. And I start with him because I look at that huge plus 12 leg difference. That's as good as another point, in my opinion, for Jose de Souza. However, you do forget that on Tuesday the 24th of May, Tuesday the 25th of May, excuse me, Jose de Souza plays Johnny Clayton. There's a 16 leg swing there, potentially. Yeah, but uh, I don't see Johnny Clayton smashing him. If, If Johnny wins, it'll be close. Okay, but say, for instance, right. Again, oh no, to be fair, because if, if, again, because that means it, the, the leg difference go down either way, wouldn't it? But Jose yeah. could easily be on. But you think about it, even if it's an eight-four, even if it's an eight-four, Johnny Clayton would overtake him because I think, if memory serves me correctly, he's one more legs against the throat. So he doesn't need to pump him. He doesn't need to be an eight-nil. It needs to be maybe an eight-three, and he'll go above him. Sixteen legs, you know, it'd be a it'd be a, a ten-leg swing. Yeah, but I'm not just talking about Jose and. Johnny, I'm talking about Jose and Gary, um, Jose and Dimitri. Against against them all, that leg difference is huge. Yes. No, look, I don't think I look. I I still believe, and this is a bit maybe a bit naive of me, but I still believe the top three are there. I still think that the top three are going to be are already in finals night. I certainly think that one that the man who is in the current number one spot is there. See, I disagree. Now, I right, I think Jose beats Dimitri on mm, night thirteen. No, I. And Dimitri then is in potentially a whole world of trouble. I but agree. he does, but he's still got to play snaky. He still has got to play snaky. He's still got to play snaky. We're saying 19 thing. is that magic number. Yeah, but still 19 is the number. 19's got you in. You've still got to play Johnny, who might be potentially sneaking you into four. Yeah, and a, a win against Peter Wright, if we're effectively giving him that, which I don't think we should, by the yeah. way. I still think Peter Wright has the potential to play the absolute spoiler here. And there will be two people he wants to yeah. look to upset more than anybody else in the last four. And that'll be Dimitri to show him that after and, staying with him, he's still the master. And Gary and Michael Van Gogh on the final night because he's still living rent free in his head. Yeah. Yeah. So Snake that Snake but, still has the role to play as a spoiler here. But for me, two of the top three are fine. And if fourth beats third. On night number 13, nah. I think Jose de Souza finishes second. Behave. De Souza, look, Dimi, he's, a, he's, he's a point behind because Nathan Aspinall. Dimi has had his little wobble, and let's not, it, 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 it's a wobble. Don't get me wrong. Since he's won the Pro Tour title, it's been, he's had a wobble. And see, even since the Wadey game, he had a bit of a wobble. I get that. But I think that having a chance to get back out in front of fans will massively help him. I know you don't think so, God, but I think it will help him. I really do think, right? Now, the biggest thing for me 
is that Dimi needs both Dimi, Asp, and uh, well, MVG needs one win. Nathan and Dimi need two wins, right? Dimi has still got to play Snakey. So I appreciate you want to still about calling him spoiler, but at the moment, we don't know. We just don't know how injured Snakey is at the moment. He might come back and, and have a few painkillers, and that'll be fine. That'll be lovely. But I do think that Dimi will get two points there. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty, but I think he finds a way to sneak a couple of draws, maybe get one a very ugly win. And I think he will. And I, I think, I think Dimmy will just saying, sneak in. I think he's there. I'm not saying he doesn't I think he's there. Him. I do. I'm saying, I'm saying if he loses to Jose, he's then in a scrap. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with you. Not, again, we always say X night is always important, but really, night thirteen could decide the destiny of this Premier League. It really could, because Nathan. Uh, the big, the big news is, is that Nathan. I think Nathan's in a huge scrap. You look at who he's still got to play. You look at the fact he's got MVG on night thirteen, then he's got Wadey, then he's got Gary, and then he finishes off against Jose. I think if you're looking at players that potentially are in more danger of dropping out the top four, you're looking at number two at the moment. Off the back of two straight L's. It is a dip night for Van Gerwen. It is a dip night for Van Gerwen. Yeah, but you look at you look at that form. He's taking two straight L's. Yeah. Jose and Susan finishes second. I don't think he does. I just don't think he does. I think, I mean, are we doing top fours now, Barzi? Because I know we're going around about who's going to be fourth and all that sort of stuff. But are we doing top fours now? Are we, are we saying who we think is going to make it? We can it? do. We'll, we'll do the proper preview, obviously, next week. But we can do it now if you want as well. All right. Well, MVG finished top of the league. Water is wet. Sky is normally blue. And MVG finished top of the league, which is what happens. Second, I still think Dimmy will make it. I still think Dimmy will finish second. down here, mate. Sky and blue. No, Scott, Sky's blue here now. It's just getting blue. It's actually <laughs> turning a very... It's turning a bit of a dark blue now because it's getting dark here. But Dimmy will finish second. I still Try think Nathan will get there. I think he'll finish third. <sighs> do you know... Do you know what... I can't believe I'm saying this as a bloke who said that he was that his Premier League was done, but the flying Scotsman finds a way to finish fourth. Don't know how. Don't ask me how. Well, no, I, I, I was just looking. I was looking at this. Out of the four games left in my head, I've got Gary getting six points. Is eighteen going to be enough to get him in? In fourth spot, maybe. Maybe. I, I, I think Gary Maybe. picks up six points. Maybe. I just don't know. I just don't know. And there was a question here, was it? I, th- I think from Paddy who said, is this the most competitive Premier League ever? We say that every year, but I don't I don't think it is. I think last year's Premier League was more com- just a bit more competitive. Slightly just. But it ain't far off. And for someone who said this could be the worst Premier League ever, it's not doing too badly. But I just think, I just think he's going to find a way. 
I think he might get a draw against MBG, and I think that will get him the seventh point. That will get him onto 19, and that will get him there. So, Jar, you're going MVG, Dimmy, Asp, Gando. Why not? Um, before we come to you, Gob, evening to Niall Cullerton in the chat room. Hope you are well, mate. Right, evening, Niall. Gob, who are you going for? Who is your top four? Van Gogh's days is one. Jose D'Souza is two. I think one of Nathan or Dimmy misses out, but I'm not sure which one anymore. I was pretty adamant it would be Dimmy last week. Now I'm not so sure with the form that Nathan Aspen was carrying and the run of fixtures he has. If he loses to Gary on night 15, Nathan Aspen is in a world of trouble. That opens a door for Gary behind him to step through, and I just don't think he's going to pick If he loses to Wade on night 14, he's in trouble. Because he's getting, getting at the moment, it looks like he's getting beat by MVG. By the way, if you want a tip from me on that game, it's the only game, I think, that all three times they've played each other, they've always gone to the last leg in the Premier League. So if you want a tip, bet on the legs. But if you lose to MVG on night 13, he's in trouble. Wadey, Gando, and then Jose... Yeah, but there's three other games to go and pick up four points is what I'm looking at. But if he loses yeah. to MVG and then Gary, Gary is the one chasing. Yeah. That opens a door from below. That That's pressure from all sides rather than just four around him. So I don't know which one, but one of those two misses out. But the other one will finish third. And I agree with Gary. I think Gary sneaks in as fourth. He has just got this knack of being at Premier League finals night. He has got the ability to just be the enigma. He did it at the match play, did it in the World Championships. If you put a double on Gary to reach those finals last year, give me your lottery numbers because you're mad. <laughs> I am going. Let me just work this out before I before I commit to. Come on, at least at least say at least like, say MVG stays as one. Oh yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's Gary. what you mean. Gary's back-to-back ton pluses, by the way, is like waiting for knots to win a Red Bull game of cricket. You wait three years <laughs> and back to back. Right, I'd say that one in there, didn't you, God? I'm. Yeah. Going MVG one, Dimitri hangs on two. What in second? <laughs> Johnny Clayton finishes Finish third, second, not hanging on. Ooh. And Gary Anderson nicks fourth. Just this Premier League has been feeling, don't you? This Premier League has been rogue, and I think two outside will end up being inside. I still think that Nathan gets. I think they just because they've got fifteen from twelve. I can't see. Well, they only need two wins. That's half of what you need on a night on, on the rest of the nights. You play well for two nights, get four points. Job done. Thank you very much. I'm there. 
Now, I just think Look that Dando's going to find the way. Pardon, sorry? Look at Dimmy's last four. Look at the form column on the far right-hand side of that table. There is not two yeah. green little dashes from Dimmy, and there is every possibility that there will not be two little green dashes in the last four from Nathan. No, I, I, look, I, I just think they've done, they, they've done the hard work now. You need two really good performances to get over the line. Dimmy beats Jose on night 13. That's it. He's there. Nathan, if Nathan, to be fair, if Nathan beats, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but if Nathan does beat MVG, he'll be there. Um, then it's everybody else chasing chasing shadows then, really. It's five and a one, don't go. Gary Anderson, if I tell you what, if Jose loses uh, to, to, to Dimitri and Johnny, well, sorry, if Johnny, if Gary beats Johnny on on night thirteen, this Premier League is that that fourth spot is wide open. That's the big game. It genuinely could go down to the last game, Dimitri against Johnny, with everything on the line. The last game Before, of the league yeah. phase, it could go down to that. I just I, look Gando. Uh, the thing, the only thing that making me a little bit worried about the Gando pick from all of us is the fact that it's two weeks after. If we were starting again, maybe tomorrow for the rest of the week, I would be 100% down there. But it's two weeks now where he's not practicing. We all know what Gando's he, like. Let's not. He, he, will, be, he, will, be he will practice. No. Okay. And he'll practice with Ryan well, in which case, then I'm a little bit more happy on picking. On picking at that point, there. So I, he he knows, and he said that in his interview. That does he want to practice? No, but he knows he has to. Going into that final week, he can't go there not having thrown a dart. He knows that. Although he doesn't like darts, he understands the situation, and I think there'll be at least three or four sessions with Ryan Searle before he goes back. To Milton Keynes. In which case, I'm a little bit more fine to to pick him in that top four now. I think. But there we have it. That is me to be Ryan Sir, by the way. <laughs> um, right, <laughs> let's go back into the chat room and do all your Premier League questions because you guys have been sitting there patiently. You guys have been absolutely amazing, by the way, guys. Absolutely superb. But oh, I've done that one. Trying to find someone. Chat room is rammed. That was great. Hey, Jeff says fans factor into your picks at all. Yeah, I yes. think so. And that's the reason why I think that's the reason why I think Nathan will be happy. And that's why the reason why I think Nathan will stay in the top four. Because he'll be happy that the fans are back. Um Dimmy as well. Dimmy will be happy because he performs well in front of a crowd. This myth that he can only do it when the, when it's behind closed doors is nonsense. And I can't wait for him to prove everybody wrong this next week or two weeks' time. Um, yeah, I'm buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. How do you think fans depends will affect the table? Depends who the crowd after? get behind. Yeah. It depends who they get behind. If Dimmy starts to slow games down, they will lynch him. 
fans have not waited 18 months to be back in a venue to watch somebody stepping back and pissing about. I think no, I, the, res- I, I, the reception I, I, I Jose de Souza will get will be ridiculously good. I think he is the sort of quirky individual that a British crowd absolutely love to get behind and will will mm. Jose de Souza over the line. Honestly, I think he will be the fans' favourite in that room next week. Week after. I don't even know what day is. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is, there is no Gerwin Price to boo. Which not means be booing the crowd Dimi, need are a they? villain. I'm not they're saying not they're going to boo Dimi. Dimi. I'm saying they might boo Michael. Oh yeah, no. Well, they will boo Michael because it would not be the, the first crowd we've seen boo Michael. The Blackpool crowd despise Michael Blackpool. Van Gerwen because it's oh, Phil Taylor territory. Yeah. The Blackpool crowd, as I said before, 2017, that quarterfinal, like a bear pit. We always think about, we always think about Germany being the the, help, the, the, the worst crowd in darts. Uh, 2017 Blackpool, they were right up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, agreed. Matthew asks, will the fan, will the fans be like the world's? Yes, they will. They'll be all on. Well, no, actually, no, they won't. Will they? They'll all be on no, separate tables, but it'll be like the tables back in the old days. Well, it's it's tables of six, and tables of six, and you, you can have fancy dress and everything like that. So yes, there will be gaps and, between them, but not as bad as the, the worlds. And you can you might not be sitting with the same people that you were. So it's mixing bubbles. So it's not like the worlds. Talk, yeah, you can mix actually mix, mix tables and everything like that. Right. There was also uh, go on, go on, Jar. Also as well, Bill says this is a really good point because we don't bring this up enough, and I do think we need to bring this up. Do you think MVG will get some boos? His roars are way over the top. Ruin like he's won a championship, taking out a five when claiming his three for the leg is embarrassing for me. Look, I don't think it's embarrassing because, like, we, we do it. But I do think that MVG gets away with the over-the-top celebrations where a Gerwin Price wouldn't sometimes. And I do think we need to bring that up a little bit more because Gezi gets it for, for what happened with Gary in the world, in the Grand Slam. But MVG celebrations are quite extravagant sometimes, but they are also at big moments where they know, where he knows he's got you in his locker. So I, it's a bit of a like a catch twenty two situation. Um, MVG's always done conversation. We were having Go this conversation about Michael a decade ago, though. Go back to two thousand and twelve. He's always done it. Yeah. This, is, this, this isn't something new that, that he's just started doing. He's he's always done it. And Gezi's celebrations, I don't think anyone had an issue with them in general. The only time that I think it was a problem, and he did overstep the line, was when it was at Gary Anderson and at Simon Whitlock. When it's in a general way towards the family area and the crowd, Whoever it is, that's not an issue. But when you do it in an opponent's face, then that crosses the line for me. Look, Maybe. We were talking about this about Alexa, Michael a decade Alexa ago, asks. and it's worn thin because we got bored of talking about it and it, it doesn't change. And Gerwin is exactly the same. 
And the thing that gets me is they're both deliberate and they both do it at specific times. And it would not surprise me if there are people in both camps telling them to actively do it. It You can see it annoys your opponent. You can see it sucks the life out of your opponent at certain times. When players aren't playing as well, they do it less. Rob Cross used to do it when he was in form. We haven't seen that celebration as much. It's not as vocal or as vigorous, but he celebrated when he did anything in a big moment. That's disappeared. A.D. Lewis is the same. We're not seeing that anymore. These two are the very best in the world at knowing when their opponent's under it, knowing when they've just done something special and putting it on their opponent. And yes, we probably should talk about both in the same breath, but because Michael's been doing it for so bloody long, we let it pass. And the thing is, I know it's put on by both of them. It's natural a little bit, but they also understand the moment a bit because when Michael first started doing it, he refused to do it against Raymond Van Barneveld because he says it was a level of respect for what Barney had done in the game. He did it to Phil Taylor, even though it knew annoyed him, did not react or celebrate in his initial couple of years on tour towards Barney. And then that started to change and he, he started to kick on once he'd done more and effectively won as much, if not more, than Barney. But in the opening couple of years, he refused to do it. So don't tell me they can't do it, but they're very, very good at what they do. And as long as it's legal, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, no, so I, I don't mind either of them doing it, if I'm being completely honest. Um, and do we, do we want characters and people showing their emotion? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would, I would rather have 32 people giving it large than 32 just going and picking their darts out of the board. If they hit something and big, I want a celebration. I want, I want emotion. That, 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 that Daryl Gurney versus Gerwin Price game when they drew seven all and they were all and they were both having a pop at, at one another yeah the booze might be ringing down but don't tell me that weren't water cooler talk the next day for, for darts fans that was huge we like oh, seeing stuff like great. that we like it great TV. we like it great also as well uh people someone asked i think it was alexa who asked um if there was any darts for the next couple of weeks no there isn't next pdc darts at least anyway 24th of may Uh, sorry, Missy. I, lo- I like over the top. Um, I, I, I just want to see characters, emotion. I, I would love, in fantasy darts, Jockey Wilson in the modern era because it would be absolute TV gold. Um, right. But moving on, there we'll was some we'll, we'll huge... this. Yeah. We'll come back to this in question time, I'm sure. We've got more loads yeah, more to talk about. I, Matt, you guys have all been absolutely on fire tonight. And remember, give us a like and a subscribe before you move on. But some huge news broke today. And there's something to add to this graphic because we didn't have time to, to do anything else. We have some supplementary tours, gentlemen. Yeah. Niall even put it in the... And I'll put it in the chat saying it was the biggest news of the day. He's not wrong, to be fair. The biggest news of the day that's dropped completely out of the blue for us at 2 o'clock in the afternoon British time. I had to ride it up very, very quickly on my lunch break. Um, but this is great news. And I'm, I'm look, um, for anybody that doesn't know, that the Challenge Tour and the Development Tour normally not split. But this year, Barzi, it will be. Yeah, um, look, I understand why. Am I a fan? No. Look, I, it's the only way that this could happen, if you want me to be honest. 
it was the only way that this is, was was ever going to happen. Um, I think it's a very, very good way of doing things. Um, I think that it cuts out the travel. It means that there's not going to be no worry about, well, hang on a minute, am I going to be able to fly out there and no quarantine and all this sort of stuff? And, you know, if anything changes on countries' ambers and red lists here in the UK and the green list and whatever, the equivalent list for when Germany catches up with in terms of the vaccine um, rollout, I think it's the best way to do it. And to be fair, it gives it its own uniqueness. Now, look, I, I get it in a way that you've had to keep it via the qualifying school, whichever Q school you've gone to, that's the Q school that you, that's the challenge tour or development tour that you turn up at, which is fine. I've, I've got no issue with that. Certainly in the challenge tour wise development tour, it's, um, I, I don't I think it's the same as, you know, whichever country you live in, you will be able to go and play in that, t- um, in that tournament. Um, the top 32, obviously on the dev tour can't, uh, be sorry, top thirty-two in the order of merit can't play on the Dev Tour if they're eligible, um, and uh, also as well, we don't know anything about the World Youth yet. Um, Gob, you're probably the best person to talk to us about this as a former Development Tour player. What what do we what do we think? What are your so thoughts on this? I wouldn't call myself a player. <laughs> <laughs> don't do yourself an injustice. Um. From from a development tour perspective, if there was a way for me to travel to play in the European Q school, I'd be looking at it from the UK. The standard when they go over there for the one weekend a year is one to keep your eye on. And the amount of players from the UK that opt to travel because of that, they think the risk and the cost of travelling for them is better off because of the amount of points that could sneak them into the last... Uh, to the world youth is massive. So wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple of dubious decisions over the next few months of players trying to get into the opposite one that perhaps they should be in. And obviously that's down to the BDT to decide who should be there. I understand exactly why they've split them um, because of the way the year's gone. I, I hope they put them back together next year. Look, I we understand that the the tours are primarily based in the UK and perhaps that's not a hundred percent fair. We do see a weekend on the, on the dev go to Europe, um, similar challenge and, and pro tour nowadays. And I can see that carrying on. Um, but again, pro- the majority of the field are based here. So look, uh, we are getting 12 yeah. events for both tours. That's good news. The weird thing I've got, Look, challenge tour doesn't Fridays don't matter too much to a challenge tour. Fridays for a development tour in October and November is an issue. School. August, absolutely fine. People are on holiday. But 16, 17 and 18 year olds that in this country have to be in education until they're 18, a Friday is Yeah, they can ask the schools to have the day off and whatever, and they can play 10 out of 12 events. If they miss out on a world youth by whatever. I'm going to caveat this. Certainly in the UK, October 19th to 21st is half term. I know this because I'm dating a teacher and we're going on holiday that week. So that is definitely half term. Not sure if that would be the case in in Germany the following week, 
So they've done it there for, for that purpose, I'm sure. If it is, but, oh, but, oh, when did you say October 29th to the 31st was half term? Yeah, well, October 24th. Yeah, that week, October twenty fourth to thirty first, half term. Right, okay. Well, if, if it's half term, then it's it's different. But half term. So I don't different. know what it would be over. Because gym. I'm in Nottinghamshire, and I know full well that Leicestershire have their half term a week before every single time. And that's also interesting because the the weekend of Barnsley is that not the weekend of the World Series darts finals in Amsterdam? <laughs> oh, it's an Irish name, mate. I wasn't bother pronouncing <laughs> it. I'm just having one of them. Right, but, um, but seriously, but, but seriously, that's an interesting one because they're putting the Dev Tour on the same weekend as the World Series darts finals. But aren't they going to put? Are they going to play two events per week? Are they going to play two events per day then now? Because they used to have four, yeah. didn't they? It used to be. It used to be they had four on. These have one on the Friday, two on the Saturday, and then one on the Sunday. Jeez. That's only a recent thing. It used to be two Saturday, well. two Sunday. Patrick makes a very, very good point. That well, he, he does, but he doesn't because without being horrible, the PDC don't give a monkeys about the Dutch Open. <laughs> Let's be brutally honest. Yeah, they don't give a monkeys about the Dutch Open. I, and I, I'm not saying we. It's a huge tournament, the Dutch Open. It's full of pristine, everything like that. It's a great tournament, but the PDC don't care about it. They want their tours, and they'll say to everyone. Make your choice. It's up to you. And to be fair, um, with it but, being the final weekend, if you've had a good first six of a challenge draw and you paid your money to go to Q Squad, you're in with a chance of finishing in the top order of merit for that Q Squad to pick up a tour card automatically. You go into this instead of the Dutch Open. If you want to piss up with your mates, you go into the Dutch Open. Um, my issue, though. Is that, and, I, and I understand why they're doing it, I'm not, and I'm not saying that. However, if you're Keen Barry now, you go and play in Niederhausen. Because they can't tell him which one to do, because he didn't go to Q school. Yeah, but I don't think they're allowed to. I think it's wherever yeah, you were... He, I don't know if it's whatever passport you've got. No, because... Yeah, again, but Irish. You know how I... Like, oh, yeah, but... I don't they, you, you, they can't, legally, they can't stop him, Jock. Legally, they cannot yeah, stop him going to play a European competition because Ireland are in the EU. Yeah, but you look at this, right? You look at the likes of Shane, uh, uh, Shane McGurk when he came to Q school. Brexit had happened by then, and he was forced to play the UK Q school. Because he was, I don't think they was, can stop him. I don't think they can stop him. If, if King Barry chose to, go, chose to go to the development tour in the, the Neenhaus one, I, legally, I don't think they can stop him. Because he's an EU citizen. I think that you. I, I'm not suggest, I'm not saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is, is that definitely when it came to the Irish players at Q School, they had to go and play in the UK one. They couldn't go to play in the European one, and Brexit had already happened by then. So, but was that because I believe the travel was that though because there was a travel ban on at the time. We've missed a bit. Very good point, as Jonathan makes. It's not King Barry on this pro- on this Barry channel King. anymore. Thank you. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but I but I think that I genuinely believe that I don't. I genuinely don't think that Barry King can go over there. I genuinely don't think. I, I don't know the PDC. I, I think the PDC have said before in previous years 
that if you're in the UK and Ireland, you have to go and play in the UK dev. I think that's the rules. But that, that, they didn't make yeah, it clear in the it press release. Be, uh, so we'll, I will say that. Great Britain, not a UK. Yeah, it might yeah, be Great but, Britain and Ireland. But last, yeah, but, but last year, it, 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 Britain was still part of the EU. I don't, yeah, I know. But remember, again, that was Q School, and Q School, they could have easily done the same thing. Appreciate travel restrictions yeah, but, and all that sort of stuff at the time. But, but, I but think when you listen to most of the Irish guys, I'm not give, I, sh- I shouldn't, shouldn't give away secrets here, but most of them didn't fly from Dublin. They drove north of the border and come across from Belfast because it was easier. I know they did. I know they did. I, I so, know that. But, but I know people that have done that themselves. Yeah. So, but I, um, I, I genuinely believe that, that at the moment that I don't think he can go and play on the European dev. I genuinely think that the PDC, I've said, that anybody in the UK has to go and play in the UK, well, they'd have to do that same with Q School. I just don't know. If they do that, then I'm with you 100%. Everybody in the UK and everybody in the Netherlands, uh, in Ireland, should go right. That's it. I'm going to go and play on the jet. I'm going to go and play on the European Dev because you're going to get more chance of going to get a, going to get a tour card. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to explain to Nar. We know it's King Barry, mate. We um, I can't remember who it was, but we started calling him Barry King, Matt Ward, because it was the way it was. Like, it was Matt Ward. Called him, kept calling him Barry King because the way it was on Dark Connect, because it's surname first. Good, um, to be fair, Ben makes lives, a really good point. He lives, he lives between. He, he lives between. He lives in both. He, he goes between the two. That's a good point, though. He could easily say, "I'm living in the Czech Republic, therefore I'm going to go and fly on the European death. Ben, that's a very good point. Um, um, Mark, Mark but yes, anyway. I believe the guys that failed COVID they tests paid. for Q-School are allowed to play. Did they get they paid their fees and everything like that. So, yes, I believe... For their insurance fees? No, I, no I, I believe... Because part Brett of their insurance fee is their PDPA affiliation slash membership, which is what's required to play in the challenge. So if they got a full refund, then possibly not. I don't know how that will work. No, I, 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 I believe that they are allowed... Um, to play um, the ones that failed COVID tests for Q School. But there we are. Also, whilst we're on the news of this, I don't know the precise dates and times because it literally broke as we were teeing up to come live on the oh, show. No, but, but the CDC also God, have also don't. announced the return of their tour and Jar is going to fill you in because he's got it in front of him. God, if you want to go, mate, you go. I don't mind. Yes, the CDC is back and it's pretty much in any state that will allow them to crack on. So the US tour date, uh, two blocks of three uh, for this year. Uh, they're normally in the chat room, actually. So if you're there, guys, just give us a wave and let us know and say hello. Um, events number one to three are in Tampa, Florida. A bit of West Coast sun, boys. Uh, they are on July 9th. This is July 11th. East Coast. East Coast, same thing. Shh. America sucks. Oh, don't say that September the 17th to the 19th. Um, events four to six are in Philly, up the Philly. Uh, the CDC match play, July 23rd in Nashville, Tennessee. CDC shootout, September the 3rd in Sterling. Um, and Virginia. the Continental Cup, 20th of November, New York, New York. Six oh, events, three tournaments. 
It is back. It is. To fair, not much, not much a good point. My, the, I was just going to say very, very quickly. No, I think you. I don't. I think you have to play in the other tour that you qualify via Q school. So if you played in UK and Ireland Q school, yeah, to be fair, it's a good point. Now it is Great Britain and Ireland Q school. You have to play in that. I think is the rule. That certainly is from the. Uh, that certainly is the case from this. We know that. I'm just going through this though, and also as well. Um, whoever wins that weekend of the six overall events, it's not normally like, obviously we normally have the North American Darts Championship, Barzi. Whoever wins those six events, whoever's top of the order of merit there will get themselves a ticket to come and play in London in December. London. Um, London will be playing for someone. So that is the associated ones as well. Someone says about a Euro tour on the 15th of August. Uh, you're close, but not that date. There is, I've been, I'm told on a good authority, there is a Euro tour in the diary. Um, look, I'm not going to tell it until it's announced because that's not what we do here, but there is a Euro tour planned for August, I'm told. All I'll say, Barzi, it's going to be... Ibiza. We're not going there. It's it, we're going to. It's got to be solid as a rock, Barzi, in order before we announce it, isn't it? <laughs> what a walk on! What a walk on! Um, Still better so, than Chris Obi's yeah, if he's listening. Still better than Chris Obi's <laughs> so, yeah, if he's listening. There, there, there is a Euro tour in the diary for uh, August. Flinty, DM me, but yeah, you can. Harry says, Jarb, mate, how can you not put Josie in your top four? Simple. Because I said Josie de Sousa won't make the top four. That's how. Don't think, I, look, I don't <laughs> think he will. <laughs> because I don't think he will. No, I, did, you, did you put him in, in there, Barzi? Uh, no, I don't, think, I don't think I did either, Harry. Right, so I, so I get the app then, do I? <laughs> yeah, you know. On a serious note. Um, Niall, uh, does it mean there's no top two get a tour card or would be one card from each? Yeah, we haven't actually talked about this. Actually, yeah, one card from each. So uh, the top winner on the Challenge uh, Tour in Europe, top winner on the Challenge Tour in the UK, in Ireland, same with uh, the Dev, will get themselves a spot at the World Championships and will also get a tour card. See, again, this, this is part of my issue with splitting it as well. I want the best... One two eight on the tour, and this way it doesn't happen. I disagree because I think that the top end of Euro will be good. You look at the top end of the European Q school that didn't get there. I'm, I'll just go and talk about yourselves, everybody. I'm more about the depth, and I think Cobble agree with me here. The Dev Tour strength in Europe isn't of the same caliber as the Dev Tour in the UK. No, I, I, I'm with you, but isn't isn't Rusty Cake and uh, isn't Rusty and Roby an eligible spot on the death goal? One of them is definitely. Uh, they might be too old now. R- Rusty is. Rusty is. Rusty's eligible eligible to play on the death. He yes. was Rusty he was and the, Roxy is still yeah, old enough. Yeah. So you think of it, Rusty Jake is was the was the worst player not to get well, the, the first player not to get a tour card. From there. Yeah, so the like you Strength in depth, though. Like over here, there's no seeding. They could pull Keen Barry and 
I, I just, I'm just not a fan of what's on because of what's on offer. I look. I, I think I'll be honest with you. I, I, right, I'll be honest with you now. Is it is it the best way to do it in the current climate? Yeah, it is. Is it the greatest way? Probably not. And I'm hoping that we can we can merge the two back in 2022 when it's possible. Look, I still think that we'll get a couple of half decent players come through Q school. Sorry, not to go Q school. Look at the Q school thing. Looking at the, the challenge and the depth, I think we'll get a really decent lineup from that from Europe at the top end. And yeah, we could get some dross that comes through it and, and gets on the order of merit a little bit. But I always say, over the time, the Queen will rise to the top. Exactly. You think of Luke Peters as well. Luke Peters played all right. Just not keen. Don't like it. I understand why, but don't like it. Harry's gone with a uh, non-context term when he's realised the uh, our, our top four predictions. I'm not having this. I'm not having this. No, 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 no. Well, Harry, you're, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. That's what sport's about. I don't think JJ's going to make it. Deal with it. <laughs> Moving on. Well, match play race. It is. It's, it's not rocket science. It's, do I think I, he's going to make it? No. Am I, 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 I right? No. But it's my opinion. <laughs> um, moving on. We'll we're going to have a proper look at the race to this hallowed place. Um, we touched on it last week, but we're going to have a, a proper word. look. Oh, yes. Oh, I can't wait for that. On the final Saturday <laughs> night, get in. Final Saturday night, get in. Um, so, on the race to the match play, realistically, who do we think can still make it with eight to go? Um, right. Where are we? I think that anybody... I hate to say this, but I think that anybody up until Ron Moolenkamp, unless they go and win a title. Have a good one, Mario Barney. I'm deliberately keeping him out. (laughs) 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 And I'm deliberately dragging him into the conversation as if we haven't. Seen enough drama on social media over the last 48 hours. We leave you not alone for one bloody day. <laughs> and everything kicks off. <laughs> I'm deliberately keeping it out. No, to be fair, realistically, realistically, I think maybe, maybe, Kim, you've got to have 14 grand or win a title to really be considered in the match play. I'm going a bit lower. With eight to eight to go, realistically, I still think Doby upwards could still make it. I'm not saying they will, but they can. Mate, the the only the, okay. So this is where I'm, this is where I'm talking about. Minimum a day then with eight to go 
if you're on 11 grand, you've got to hope that you get at least to round three. And then you've got to hope that other people around you keep falling off. Minimum. I just don't I just don't think it's going to happen for 11 grand unless you go and win a title. I just don't think it's going to happen. Or two finals. I, I'm not saying they will, mm. but realistically, with the money on offer, I think Dobie and above can still make it. I'm not saying they will, but I still think they can. Let's have a look, shall we? How low is Dobie? 40. He's on 11 grand at 40. Nah, too far. Unless they win. Look, this is ruling out winning one of eight events, basically. I'm going with consistent play from what I've seen so far. I think Scott Mitchell is the absolute outsider that can still sneak in. And that's because I think he's playing nope. very, very well. And he's uh, I'm going to raise you Alan Suter as well. I'm going to raise you Alan Suter. I think Scott, he had a, he had a sharp I think super series Scott Mitchell is playing week in Germany. better. I think he had a crap super series. I think Suter and Barney had their opening burst off the back of good Q schools. Let's not forget that he also... Did, that, uh, settling into the, tour life now. Uh, let's not forget about Suter. Suter made the, uh, what was it, the fifth round of the UK Open, last 16 of the UK Open. He, yeah, he had, a poor, he had a poor Super Series in Germany, but he's done a lot of hard work. I, I still think that he's got half a chance. If he can, can make a couple of semi-finals again over the next, in the next two, I think he's, he's right back in the mix. Then and I still the think you need to. Yeah. Who's what, safe? Sorry. Who's safe? Clemens up. Clemens up. So 25 grand. 25 grand is what you needed to make the match play. I'm going Van der Voort up. And I say that because I don't see five or six all doing enough to get to Van der Voort. 23 grand is not that... Five grand over eight ain't much, you know. That's my only... That, again, that's mm. my only concern. If, I, if it was four, was I'd be last, with you in a heartbeat. What's the last 16 pay these days? Uh, what, is it two grand? Have you on your board? No. Or is it 1,500 no. quid? I think it's 15... No, 1,500 quid if you win your board. King is as far as I'm prepared to stick my neck out. I think it's likely that some of the ones below that, maybe even as, as far down as Callum and Jermaine, and they might be competing for two spots, but King is as far as I'm prepared to stick my neck out at this moment. I'm going Vincent. I, I'm, I think Vincent personally and up. Hmm. Maybe. 
Maybe. Mark, the thing is, he Clayton takes the 16th spot and then we'll make that uh, a free space there. Ian White will then just take that space because he's got in, yeah. he's just about got enough money on the Pro Tour. So 25.25, yeah, just. So, just. Yeah, so he's so, just about got enough money. That, yeah, they, they, that's, they, that's irrelevant. It's just a case of which list they're going to be on. Yeah, but Ian White and Johnny Clayton will both be at the match play. Yeah, it's just a case of if one's seeded or one's not. Well, which, so that, which one isn't? The thing we also have to take yeah. into contention is that some of these players may have already missed their opportunity by being at the Pro Tour in Niederhausen that was significantly diluted. Yes. That boat may have already sailed. How many of that sitting on main order of merit weren't in Niederhausen that are going to turn up to these Pro Tours, especially the last block before the match play, to tune their game? And, and that's why I say I don't think there's going to be that many that can jump because of the field is going to be stronger. You think Price will be there, Wright will be there, Wade will be there, Anderson will be there. The only one, the only straight away, that probably won't be the only one that probably won't be. You'd have thought will be the Green Machine. No, I think he'll play them. Maybe, maybe. But I, I, it, he's probably only one of the of, of the big three that I would see missing them and having a week off because he just doesn't want he, he just won't need to because he'll have won the Premier League yeah. and all gone. Oh right, okay, it's back. Yeah, no, I, I I think he will. So I I think that 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 that, that that's what look. We're not saying we're right, but that that's what I I reckon. I think the biggest the biggest concern for me right now. The biggest concern for me right now is Jermaine, the two, Jermaine Watamina and Marders Rasma. They're the two that I'm very concerned about. Jermaine, we haven't seen really perform that well on Pro Tour for a little while. I think he's made a couple of quarters. Yeah, fair enough. And Marders, ever since he made that Pro Tour final last year in the Autumn Series, and then obviously when he made the world, nearly made the World Series of Darts finals, he's fallen off the edge of a cliff. Best treble 19 hitter in darts, yes. But he's fallen off the edge of a cliff since. Darius, I think, is all is 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 needing to do something. But you look at the. But I know you can't obviously see it, but if you want to see it, everybody, it's dartsrankings.com forward slash WMP. And you look at the, the the race for that final spot at the moment. Ryan sells there on nineteen grand, as is Darius Abanowski, but he's out on countback. Then got Jamie Hughes two hundred and fifty quid behind. Steve Lennon five hundred quid behind. Bunting seven hundred and fifty quid behind. Then Clearmacker O'Connor both a grand behind. I think Martin Clearmacker, if you want me to be honest, I think he's the danger at the moment. The, 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 the serial killer, as we call him on this on this station, yeah. is the big danger in the match play race, if you want me to be really honest. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, Jamie, no, look, if, as long as the 21st goes, the 21st of June is as we expect, I think the session times will be the same as what they are, seven till finish. I hope I hope for some of them finish at nine, half nine. Remember that as I come back to that that night with every that that night where we had three last leg this well extra leggers. Philip yeah. interviewing Glennett about quarter to one in the morning. Jesus. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so I, I think they will be kind. Of, they'll, they'll be normal as long as the twenty first of June happens as we expect it 
Gentlemen, you know what's coming. We've only got 25 minutes this week. The Barney alarm. Chat room. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, chat room is open. I tell, God, I tell you what, I tell you what, if we ever got him live on the live lounge, I'd be running quicker than you saying Bolt and 100 meter race. <laughs> oh. anyone, anyone seen Jar? It is question time, so get them in, everyone. Let us know what you want us to answer, if, and we, if we can, we will. People saying Jamie Hughes for the match play as well. Look, he's got a bit of work to do, but he's not far off, and I think that's the crucial thing. He's only 500 quid off. Oh, sorry, 250 quid off, excuse me. There so was signs as well. Need he was starting to play some good stuff. Considering the injury and the surgery he's had, he's doing bloody well to be where he is, frankly. Yeah. Uh, Tommy says, should the World Youth Champion reduce in age? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Hmm. 21. It's not, it's not so much the age that bothers me. It's the eligibility. Yes. Um, to be fair, Joe, you've got a really good question from earlier on, didn't you, that you highlighted? I did. Uh, how naturally talented was Philip Douglas? Oh, this is not, not very popular on this channel. But I, no, I think this is not going to be popular. And this is not going to make me popular on this channel. But here we go. Look, for me. Philip was very, very good. Obviously, the greatest of all time statistically. And, there's, and no one will ever touch him on that. The only thing for me is, is that I, I don't know how much of it was Bristow and how much of it was his own God-given talent. That's my only... That's the only, the only asterisk that I've always got. Because Bristow was a genius. And I, I mean, look, I, I never grew up watching him because I was too young, unfortunately. Um, but from what I've seen on YouTube and from what I've always seen on everything else, Bristow was a genius, an absolute genius. I just don't know whether how much of that Taylor took alongside what he did. But that's why I always I... say that Gary, for me, is the most naturally talented player that I've ever seen, because Gary, is, that throw is just something special. It is just something when it's in full flight. It is possibly the greatest throw that's ever been I've ever seen. Genuinely, I, I I kind of put Phil on the same bracket as Ronaldo, as in has he got talent? Yes, but he's worked ridiculously hard day after day after day to get himself to the top, and that mentality that Bristow installed into him about being a winner, along with damn hard work got Phil to be the 16-time champion of the world. Working as hard as Phil did is a talent in itself. So have that motivation intrinsically, and well, externally as well, from Bristow, but to have that intrinsic motivation as well, and not just to see as Eric's nagging at me, is massive. 
solid action. To, to have an action that solid takes talent and repetition as well. But yeah, there are players who I would consider more natural. The, 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 the coordination just comes easy to it. If I'm not mistaken, feels left eye dominant. Yeah, yeah. So it's so slightly it back. The way that he did is yeah. ridiculous because he's crossing over. It goes against every coaching manual that will ever exist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, he's obviously got bundles of ability, but he worked so hard hours and yeah. hours on that practice board to home his skills. Um, I'll just say, Harry's asked, and he's. Harry's asked, right? And he's talked about, he said he can't let this lie, which is fair enough. You're allowed to ask the question. How doesn't Jose make the top four? I shall tell you. Because he's got to play. <clears throat> Dimitri Vandenberg, Nathan Aspinall, and Michael Van Gerwen in the next four nights. That's through the current top four. Look, if he if he wins those games, then fair play. Like, I, I can't see how he doesn't make it, but I don't think he will. I mean, yeah, he's got the game against Johnny, which is huge as well. Because that game will, I think, will be determining on, on what happens. If that's a draw, Gando will be looking at that going, lovely. And if he loses to Michi yeah, Vandenberg but... on on Monday night, he's in a world of trouble. An absolute yeah, world it, uh, of trouble. I've, I've, it, looking at what I think will happen, look, it can all go out the window on night one because we don't know how they're going to react. But I've got Jose drawing with Dimitri, losing to Johnny, Losing to Michael and draw at best Nathan. against against Nathan. So I've only got him picking up another two points from four games. If he goes and beats Dimitri on night one, that, that changes. But right, but right now, looking at the fixtures, that's how I think it will play out. And his miscounting and his board management will cost him a place in the finals. He will do something stupid and get caught out for it. Tom, uh, talk about us about Michael Smith in the Premier League. We have this debate every week. Unfortunately, we can't keep going with it. Yes, <laughs> done it deliberately. <laughs> yeah, yes. he's done that deliberately. But no, is the honest answer. Not this year. Um, mo- ah, this is a good question, actually, from Tommy. Most forgotten major title win. In the history of darts. Right. Tommy, this is where we talk about hashtag what's a major, right? Anything televised. Is is it a, yeah. Are we going for a PDC televised? PDC televised? Yeah. Oh, that is a very, very good question. There's there's a few, because I'm going to show my age. Peter Everson, World Match Play. Hardly ever gets talked yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. But in That's recent so history, in, in recent history, because of the circumstances, Gary Anderson's UK Open. Yes. I'm Scott not sure Waits because we still remember slam. that UK Open because of that. Scott Waite still gets talked yeah, about but, every time the slams brought up because he's the only one to win it from the BDO. But you, so you, I don't you see the highlight. Either. The Gary highlight packages never. There's never a UK Open clip in there. Well, yeah, there's a reason for that. There's no crowd there. It doesn't suit event. the Sky aesthetic. Yeah, but even on the ITV stuff, it doesn't suit the ITV stuff. 
the way to sell I, tickets I to a dance that... match is to show a rowdy crowd having a good time. That doesn't exist. It was my mate sat next to Corey Cadby's missus. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe she... there's, about twelve there's people on site. There's a couple more. Scholson, UK Open 04. Possibly. Didn't even know that was a thing. Look, Nicholson and Painter, no, because we still talk about Painter win the Players' Championship and Nicholson gets brought up every single time we mention the Premier League. So that can't be forgotten about because Nicholson's the only major winner for not being in the Premier League. So it can't be that one. Whitlock, 2012 Euros? Yeah, Possibly. Was the Euros that big then? Because AD won a Euros, didn't he? Yeah, it was, it was still decent prize money for the winner. Yeah. And it was televised. Was there in 2001? The only reason why it, we can't class it as that is because every time he's on ITV Sport, it comes up as the graphic, 2001 World Grand Prix champion. Um, better than being a five-time yeah, World Tour finalist. Yeah. Lloydy, maybe. In no five in the match play. Larry Butler. Grand Prix the year before not as sure. well. Larry Butler. No, Larry's Larry Butler's not forgotten. Because every time Butler's talking about... Because everyone knows Larry Butler's first match play. So, I... yeah. Daunton's Grand Prix? Gurney's Grand Prix. That's interesting. And to be fair, we, Gurney what? does not get the respect. Saying Gurney's Grand Prix was more interesting than Gurney's Grand Prix. But Gurney's Grand Prix again in oh. 17. And then the Players' Championship final win as well does not get anywhere near enough talk That's about the way he beat That's MVP, coming back from nine, nine, eight down to win three straight legs and then finish it on the ball. Mensa's Champions League. Cha- the Champions League's not a proper tournament. Grow up. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> it got him in the Premier League, so it is. Wayne Mardle's walk-on World Championship. Well, at least he was. <laughs> yes. Yes. I even got beat in the semi-finals of Bullseye this weekend. Some things never change. There's a couple, uh, really, but I, 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 I don't think I genuinely don't think that that Gurney's Players Championship Finals run gets talked about anywhere near enough, and especially against against sorry against MVG being able to come back from nine eight down to win three straight legs and then finish it off on a ball, that was class. Crosswell match, but I don't think uh, that was back enough. For us to have forgotten about that as the most forgotten or least talked about. Priestley's not again. One that was big again. Still Priestley, back to that. Priestley, ninety-four world champs again. The reason why he gets talked about is because he was the first PDC world champ. Same with Larry Butler winning incorrect. the first world match play. In- incorrect. He was the first W. No, he was the first C. Oh, was he? Oh, was Thank that you very much. WDC at the time. Oh, first, the, the first one. For the, look, he is the first bracket PDC, but the first one was actually the WDC. Please excuse me on that one. But it, it, it's still technically me. the first PDC world champ. Yeah, but, but please excuse me on that. Definitely. Um, right, anyone? Uh, a few more questions. Let's go through. Uh, let's have a quick look at this. Um, hang on a minute. Who's going to top the EU Challenge to Order of Merit? Bloody who knows. 
We're going to get some randomer, I think. One of, one of the Rodriguez. Maybe, yes. Uh, tugboat, that my that my laundry that you can see, that's the clean stuff that I've just bunged up there and I need to take upstairs. That is that that is the clean stuff. As the boys saw at the weekend when they come round, because it was hanging on the indoor line. No, we didn't come round, Philip. We're not allowed to meet indoors. We met outside. You, know, you open the door and look through. Outside, but inside, but outside. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I live on my own, so you. I live on my own. I live on my own, so you two are the support bubble that are allowed in. Very good. I know. I, yes. I, I know all the loopholes. Believe me. <laughs> Do we still have a hot bed of darts like Stoke on Trent was? Um, Wales, um, northeast, maybe. <laughs> Northeast is doing well. Ireland is doing very well. Eighteen months very. ago, we talked about Ireland being the next big thing. It's only because Gersey's gone on to be world champion, and Johnny Clayton has stepped up again. And suddenly, we're all up on Wales. Before that, we were talking about Wayne Warren and Mark Webster. Wales was not the answer to that question. World champion, world master, world champion. <laughs> I'm not knocking those two. But at the same time, they weren't. There wasn't anybody the else coming we through. Talk about Wales as the hotbed of world darts, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, also, as well, uh, who who do you want to make the top four of the Premier League? That's a very good question, and the question that I'm going to answer. <laughs> Michael van Gerwen, Dimitri van der Berg, Gary Anderson, Jose de Sousa. Why? I love a Max, and those four love a Max. If I speak, <laughs> anyone but. Mm. <laughs> um, well, Hardrick says, "Bugger off." Hardrick says, "Do we know the live league returns?" Yes, there will be an announcement late this week. Maybe the weekend, just waiting on some stuff. But there will be some action on Saturday, the 23rd. Is that the Saturday? 22nd. Saturday, the 22nd, there'll be some action. And then it kicks off again on Monday, the 24th. Uh, Dan, I possibly couldn't comment about that. I thought they all went outside. Which one's that? Uh, it's back up a little bit. Hang on. I can't find it. Will there be a new PDC oh. major on the calendar in the future? Um. Again, it's a hashtag, possibly. what's the major? It depends. It's, it's very difficult to create just a major. You, you can have televised tournaments and that sort of thing. I think there's a possibility we see some changes, like the Masters and the Champions League, the slam and the qualification criteria. Um, your, your staple will stay the same. It's just, is there that clamouring for it? It's, I think, especially with 
UK gambling laws about to change. More big TV events might be a struggle for a while until another industry decides they want to financially invest in darts and, and back the title sponsors and that sort of thing. Oh, Sona, that's a that's a really good question. Who will become the next Terry Jenkins, so to speak? If Jenkins won a major, that would have only just been fair, one real sense story. So what you're saying is, is the person that's going to win the is going to get to the most finals without winning a major. Hmm. Hey, hang on. There's still time for Terry Jenkins, might I add? Yeah. In the World Seniors, it's not done yet. Yes. Yes. Um, um, I was going to say, I was going to say Merv, maybe. He's already there, isn't he? It's close enough. Cheesy's got to be close. Was he one? Yeah. Uh, this is this is a good one. Um, Jonathan says, "Why hasn't the PDC gone back to J Japan?" Um, basically, because it didn't take off like they wanted it to. They struggled for a broadcaster and everything like that to take it locally. Um, it just just didn't take off. And look, Mark the says, are Mark says Joe Cullen's going to become crowds the next Terry Jenkins. <laughs> Mark's completely wrong. Dirk will become the next. I agree. <laughs> no, with that's that. not going there. Um, <laughs> look, the crowds in Japan are different. The crowds in Japan yeah. are very respectful. They stayed in their seats. They clapped good darts. They didn't sing. They didn't cheer. And it doesn't suit what TV companies trying to push with the sport I guess um, there was another one from Jamie how do we think Price would have done if he played in this year's prep would have been top four don't think he would have touched Van Gerwen but he would have been top four he finished, certainly finished top four gone to the finals night and on any, any given night he can win any tournament yeah I think this would have been the year that he finally broke through, if you want me to be honest. Um, yeah. Good question, though. Like that. <laughs> um, well, where are we? Next uh, year he comes back into this, and the year that he's been robbed of it might not be World Champion Award number one at the time, and he has to go back in hunting to an event that he's never really performed in. Will he become Tommy the next says, Peter Wright? No. Don't be stupid. In the Premier League, <laughs> not in terms of everything else. Gerwin Price is not about to go changing his darts unless it's a new colour because he's won another event. Shouldn't stop digging that out. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, where was it now? One second. There was another good, there was a really good question that I wanted to... Oh, yeah. Missy talked about us meeting up yesterday. Um, I'll tell you the truth. We, we, we literally, we did, we, we literally were having a wonderful conversation about planning. Um, planning for what we were going to be doing for the next few months. That's nice, um, We will talk about... Um, yeah, we did have some really... Oh, my God. That Roulan that I had was beautiful. Gorgeous. Great choice of a pub, by the way. Buzz. Roulard. Um, Roulard. <laughs> Yeah, oh, the waitress who the waitress <laughs> proper I went when I went Roulon, the went she went uh, Roulards. I went, oh we are in the south, aren't we? Um yeah, but I'd already told you to pronounce it twice. I'd already told you to pronounce it twice. You're like, uh I'll have a Roulan, I'll have a Roulan, please. 
We're just talking about how about that? We didn't play any darts because we couldn't play any because you can't go inside and play darts at the moment. But next week we could. So we might go and do another one. So there you go. <laughs> if someone else does the driving. <laughs> Please. That was a long uh, which country? Oh, Chris asks, which country do you see making big gains in the next five or so years? If you want me to be honest, you we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? The land down under is making big, big, big gains at the moment. I think it's huge. I think yeah, Australia, America, and maybe South Africa as well. Big death. I just saw just saw enough at the world that oh, it was the. Lad that lost to Dane Oppet. Was it Bates? Cameron? Uh, no. Carolison. Oh. Yeah. I saw yeah. enough. He, he, he looked steady throw, good action. So I, I think South Africa is going to be there, come more into play as well. Okay. Oh, Tommy, got, I like this um, one. Would you like to see the quadro board return? Yes, I would for a tournament. Please. Please. <laughs> yes, I would. I want the Yorkie board back. That's what I want. I want the Yorkie board. Give me give me a Yorkie board and I'll be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I, I like the quadro board. The least likely major winner. We, we sort of touched on that earlier. Larry Butler, Peter Everson, they've got to be up there. Tony David. At, at the time, I don't mean this horribly, Dimitri Vandenberg. Mm. At the start of that... Well, no, because... I can't, no! Oh, no, do you know what? No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight on this. I'm going to fight on this. Dimitri had been consistently doing well in TV tournaments up until that point. He'd made three quarters at the, of the World play, Championship. No Euro. one tipped him to win the match play. No one thought he'd win the match play. No, okay, fine, but you can't say that he was least expected to when he'd been playing really well on the on the tour. He'd been playing really well on the on, on the TV. He'd made three straight quarterfinals at the World Championships, made a quarterfinal at the UK Open, back to back. He was getting there. I, I, yeah, but no one I thought he was going to win. win. It was it was at the time it mm. was a surprise that he won. No one said he wasn't going to win TV titles in the future, but at that point in time, no one thought he'd win the match play. Maybe Joe said a suitor. Yeah, Maybe half the same of time, field the Premier League. I'll raise your rock yeah. cross. Nobody thought he was going to win the World yeah, Championship. That is the ultimate fairy tale although, story. He's although he was fourth favourite going in. He was fourth favourite going Man. into that World Championship. He was fourth cha- He was he was fourth favourite going into that. Well, you, you look at the likes of maybe Kevin, Nico and Painter in 2010-11, potentially. I mean, Scott Waits, Painter, to be fair. Yeah. No one thought he was going to really do it. Painter. i definitely put Painter on that list. John Park? No. Yeah? Party was... Party was he looks a three-time one. After... Yeah. Party was expected to win what, a couple of them. I mean, fair enough. Maybe not Party was the original uh, James Wade, though. Party mopped up yeah. when anybody else big went out, and he didn't do it very often. I think we've got. I think we've. Uh, to be fair, yeah, maybe Shelton again. We come back to it. We come back to Shelton. 
potentially. I think we've got to go though, boys, unfortunately, because it's with two hours. So uh, I was going to say, genuinely, two hours have absolutely flown by. I'm not going to lie. It's chat room. Give mm. yourself a huge round of applause tonight because you've all been absolutely on fire. Um, so, so good. Um, all of you that have joined us today, take an absolute bow. It's been an absolute joy talking darks for the last two hours with you all. Like we say, stay tuned. Some really good plans coming up. Great planning meeting yesterday. Some good things coming up. Announcement on the live league. Go on, Josh. Shirt. Yeah, shirts. We are do. We are sorting them. Shirts and, and hoodies, we are sorting them. Fingers crossed, are we saying bars about the match play? Yeah. Yeah, we, um, now we've got time to clean some decks. We literally got two weeks that we can get stuff in order, which is what we said. Get get everything out of the way and we will sort it. Don't worry about that. Um, but you guys have been absolutely amazing. One last time, make sure you hit the subscribe button, turn notifications on because the 10K giveaway is good. Very, very good. But I've been Phil Bars, been joined by Jala Feet and Jack Gobby Garwood. As always, gentlemen, Pleasure spending two hours on a Monday night with you, and we will see you next Monday for the live match.